You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, y'all. It's Amir Yasai with The Take On for the Broadway Podcast Network. It's another day in quarantine, honey. We're powering through. I'm here with my new good friend, Jason Carter. How are you, sweetheart? I am good. Your new good Judy. Yeah. It's me. COVID Judy's attack. No, I'm doing great, man. It's been um it's been a day. I've been up since 6 a.m. Oh my god. Nonstop. And I've had 12 of these really yummy, delicious coconut cookies called Finsters. Ooh. They're amazing. I I I I failed to read the nutritional facts on the back because I feel like that's just propaganda for for um, a decline in your mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know the thing that's amazing about the quarantine and COVID? You can't share anymore. So the cookies are all yours now. It's great. Well, I mean, you know, like you can share. Like me and my husband, we share a lot of things. We share a bed. We share smooches. We share oh. cookies. However, you do make a good point. I'm not sharing these cookies with, with the Karens out the, no. in the wild. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I have a friend who's named Karen. I actually messaged her and I was like, I think you got to change. You got to go as your middle name for the next year at least. Um, well, no. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. All these Karens are going to need like f- mental mental therapy, yeah. and they're going to they're going to need to go and like talk about their problems because like people Karen Karen has become public enemy number one. Like the, yeah. the villains of 2020 have been COVID, racial injustice, racism, mm-hmm. Kanye West, and Karens. <laughs> I mean, you're so absolutely right. I mean, even this whole Kanye West thing, I was talking to my dad, um, you know, who's an immigrant and he, he is always glued to CNN. And when I told him that Kanye was running, he was surprised. And that was the funny thing. Like anyone that's on social media knew that Kanye was running for president, but it seems like people that watch like the Fox news and the CNNs and the MSNBC, like kind of didn't know about it. Like, it's almost like he made this announcement on Instagram, got Elon Musk to back him. And it, it wasn't really all over the place. So, like, what do you think about that? Like, is that- I think that when you have two, um, what's the word, eccentric beings like Kanye and Elon Musk, I mean, yes, Elon Musk is backing and endorsing Kanye West. That should tell you everything you need to know. Another, <laughs> another person from a different planet. Like, it's not like Joe Biden or Oprah Winfrey or Hillary Rodham Clinton or anyone that has, like, any... I don't know any any clout beyond being a financier and a and an inventor. 
mm-hmm. that actually has some kind of political prowess and some and political nuance is backing Kanye West. Then you know <laughs> you can talk about it. But when Elon Musk backs Kanye West, he's yeah. they're they're both trolling us. Okay, they're both trolling us. This is just Absolutely. this is all one big ruse for Absolutely. Kanye's next album. Come on, you know, and you know the merch he's going to sell. He's going to be like a millionaire, and now he has his gap de- billionaire. He's going to get so much money out of this, and you know, being you know partnered with Gap now. And listen, I don't trust someone who names their child XEI twelve twelve or whatever the name is of the Elon Musk's baby. I mean, how much can you trust someone? <laughs> that poor kid. Right. It's it's obnoxious. Like it's obnoxious, and what it is is also a little disrespectful, Amir. Because like mm-hmm. here you have we're in the midst of like this this never before seen or never before occurrence seen or happen occurrence. It's like happening with humanity across the world, and mm-hmm. and namely what's going on in our country. And Kanye, you want to run for president? Fine. Okay. Cool. Run for president. But let's. But what platform are you going to run on? What are what are what are you, what's going to be? your slogan what's going to be what's going to be the meat and potatoes of your candidacy and also you are worth a lot of money but it takes a lot of money to run for office right and so this late jason right you you know new york is already you're done with electoral for new york and florida these are big states for electoral votes so and we've seen what happens when someone who isn't a politician miraculously magically by the grace of whomever is elected to office and what that's done to our country. Now I have searched high and low and underneath my bed for (laughs) (laughs) a redeeming quality of Donald J. Trump. You have yet, it has yet to be discovered, right? People say he's great for business. Donald J. Trump. Oh God. Well, I mean, look, yeah, I know because, but I'm just saying, like he's in office, so we we've accepted our fate, but we're trying mm-hmm. to we're trying to rationalize that fate, right? And Kanye West, I mean, I, I just don't under, I just don't, I don't know, like if this does come to fruition and he is a candidate or he does have a successful candidacy, God help us. But Mm-mm. me being as optimistic as I possibly can, in spite of my quarantine fifteen I've gained in the last four months. <laughs> Kanye may surprise us, and that's what's scary. Hell, look, Cardi B should be his vice president, his <laughs> vice president, because she know because she is Amir. She is woke when it she's comes to everything. politics. She's yes, everything. that I can get behind. Yeah, but Kanye, that I will get behind. That I will get behind. I mean, even the live she did with Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. was so yep. elevated, and it was so smart. And she she's so good at just like the way she even stepped away from social media. She's like, I don't need this shit. Like. I'm a successful Afro-Latino woman. I'm doing my own thing. Like, right. see ya. Like, I don't yeah. need this. And I that's what I love about her. And I think Kanye just, I just hope that he's not doing this for the shock value. And, right. and, and again, from a political standpoint, it's going to split the black vote. And I, that's what I'm worried about is that people are going to say, well, I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. I don't know who Joe Biden is. What does he stand for? And then they're, we're going to end up voting for Kanye because I don't know people that haven't voted Tisk tisk. When you go into a voting booth, sometimes you get really overwhelmed being in that room by yourself and you kind of make some decisions. So I think we have to be more intentional. And again, I'm not saying that Joe Biden is perfect. Like I have a lot of problems with him as well, but it's the lesser of two evils. And I just, I don't know, I'm worried that this decision from Kanye will make Trump getting elected a lot easier. I just hope not. 
Right. Well, yeah, and it's and it's also slap in the face of Black Americans yes. um, and marginalized groups of people everywhere because I think we all we're all intersectionally connected. Um, because like you you have to read the room and and really stop and think about okay, there's we not everyone lives in a palatial suite in Hidden Hills in Calabasas. Not everyone mm-hmm. has had the privilege that Kanye West has, and and so with like Beyonce, with like Beyonce says in her 2013 documentary. Uh, life is but a dream love it watch it get into it um (laughs) she says with with great power comes great responsibility right imagine Mm -hmm. if kanye west who who just for for conversation's sake i love kanye as an artist the dropout albums the college albums the first three albums incredible incredible i still wear pink polos because of kanye west kanye (laughs) was dope love that kanye said everything we were thinking and it was like yes bro I'm going to spend my whole paycheck trying to look fly because I had to do that back in the day. Mm-hmm. New workout plan, all falls down, touch the sky, hit after hit after hit. And you got his struggle. You got his his grind. Mm-hmm. You saw yourself in Kanye in some capacity. And the music was good. Mm-hmm. Then 2008 he hits us with 808 and Heartbreaks. What? Drop the mic. Just gems. Mm-hmm. And so it's like. You 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 are this incredibly creative person that is that that is fashionably inclined. You have all this wherewithal to do such good in the world. Abate, we understand you have um, you have mental health issues. Cool, boom, you can get you've got help for that. There's millions, myself included, who suffers from depression and bipolar and mental health. So that's mm-hmm. that you 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 have the resources to get that together. Fine, you did that. Now, Kanye, it would be incredibly miraculous. For you to use your power and your connections to America's second first family, uh, mm-hmm. the Kardashians, yeah. for good. Mm-hmm. For good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you not? I would have loved to see Kanye at a Black Lives Matter movement. I would love to see Kanye on these smaller outlets like a Fox Soul, like um, like something that's not like an E, talking about the issues. That would be so powerful. Kanye is from Chicago. It would have been, it would have been awesome to see Chicago go on their morning show, The Jam, and talk about what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Right, but it's but weird because, because so- Kanye is searching for something. It's almost like this weird validation. Like even when he was on the Kardashians, because I watched that from like day one, he didn't want to be Same. on camera, but then he loved it and was like, "I can kind of produce this and make it about Yeezy and about my issues and what I want to do." And like going to his childhood home, like he's very intentional and very smart. But what I worry about mm-hmm. Jason is that when someone runs for president, it's almost like when someone has a kid. It seems like right now you don't need to take any classes to be a father. It's like you don't have to take any, you don't have any degrees, nothing to be president. And that's what worries me because the office of presidency is not a selfless one. It is a selfish one. You gain stuff. Like I was talking to someone earlier. I was like, people don't, be, even Obama, you gain something. You you get a book deal. You It's not a selfless job. Like it is a job that will benefit you, but it also requires a lot of expertise. And I just don't know if he has it. Like I'm worried about that part of it. Right. And much like Oprah running for president. No, bad for her brand. Mm -hmm. No, you just just because you you have driven in your lane successfully and have amassed and cultivated a following and a capacity that you've been able to to craft and bend and control does not mean you are a good politician. A lot of politicians are lawyers. A lot of politicians are, are are people who have worked in in law enforcement or some kind of public have held some kind of public seat or have, or have been involved in some kind of public um, leadership role that lends itself to be 
in line to ascend to another level of that leadership. And politics, of course, is the the well co- countrywide politics and and the and, and the highest court in the land and things of that nature are the most glamorous, if you will, of those jobs because you have to be appointed to those jobs. They're high profile, so you are right. When people do ascend to those heights, there's there's jewels that come with that. But at the core of at the core of any job you do, you have to be good at your job. Like if mm-hmm. I'm selling cell phones at AT and T, you best believe I'm gonna know every goddamn thing about an iPhone and what it does, cameras, how to charge it, how to you know all all the ins and outs, all the accoutrement that you need to know about something. Kanye, I mean, you can study, but it's just like we if we put someone in an office that's not qualified. Then we're then it's downhill from there. And running a country like the United States, the greatest nation in the world, is it's a very it's a very complicated thing. It's not just like a one size fits all job. If 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 a president could fix our country in four years, it would have been done by now. But there's been presidents who've had two terms: Obama, mm-hmm. um, Clinton, that it didn't come to fruition because no, it's not that easy. Not and they all. have, and they've been working towards this their entire lives and their mm-hmm. lawyers and they have degrees and they're fully fully abreast in what it takes to be politically savvy absolutely and listen being president is it's tough you come in and whatever your predecessor had done you have to clean that up and then you have to make your own marks and you have to do a lot of people do the legacy stuff in the last month which i'm worried about with trump i'm like what crazy freaking shenanigans is he gonna pull in the last couple of months of his you know um presidency and because they do stuff like that and i think with presidencies it and remember we have to also realize america is viewed as in a certain way from other countries and we've already become a laughing stock because of donald trump and then now we have Kanye mm-hmm. as president it's going to be really hard to come back in countries like the middle east and countries like asia that are just going to be like america's a joke like you know and- or the bahamas mm-hmm. or even the bahamas mm-hmm. they they laugh at our politics and and the, and the bahamian nations you know they're not the most they're not the most flush with cash. Right. A lot of their industries, a majority of their industries, tourism. And when I went to the Bahamas in 2016, at a McDonald's, the guy behind the counter was like, "What's up with your politics?" They had CM, they had CNBC, MSNBC, and Fox News on inside this McDonald's. Wow. In the Bahamas. No, it makes sense. Right. I'm not surprised. I mean, other world, like people in other worlds might not have like a stable income or not might not even have like a high school education, but everyone knows the news. Here, when you tell people, they're like, wait, who's running for president again? Like people are just, Americans are just not t- like tied to politics and what's going on in our country. They're very much like, oh, this is affecting me because of traffic. Like that's all everyone cares about. And that's probably, right. I think. Yeah, I know. I know. So Kanye, God help us. I mean, and and mm-hmm. if it happens, then it it'll be. It, I don't even know what I, to wait. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I just want right. to see Kim's gonna wear at her inaugural ball, and I just, I just. Well, here's the thing. Kim will be an amazing first first lady. Oh yeah, Kim Kardashian. So much great work. Yeah, Kim Kardashian. Honestly, will be. Well, I don't mean. I'm not gonna say she'll rival Michelle Obama. Never. But I think Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. and 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 not just because we're both Kardashian apologists and we love the Kardashians, but <laughs> but because Kim Kim actually is a smart individual, and Kim mm-hmm. Kim much like Jessica Simpson, they played dumb. They 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 figured it out later in the game that like it's better for me to just be what people want me to be in order to have the success of whatever vehicle I'm trying to have on television or as, as a brand or whatever. But Kim, I mean, just mm-hmm. her clemency saga and her clemency um, journey 
and as how she's helped so many people that we haven't even we haven't even publicly been talking about because she's been doing the work behind the scenes mm-hmm. it's awesome and she gets it she i think i and it's funny i'm kim i'm saying this on a podcast but i think kim would be an amazing first lady no i really think i agree with you and i i mean i think that i have always talked about the power of the kardashians and me being a publicist for 10 years i know aline kashishian who's their publicist it's very smart like it's very categorically strategic and even all of the conversations around Chloe and her plastic surgery and, you know, whatever. And then Kylie, all of those conversations, even in quarantine, they're somewhat relevant, you know, and it, mm-hmm. they're always going to come up. And I don't know if you saw the photo of Chloe, like she looks like a whole different person. And it's like, yeah, I saw that. all of those conversations, if you look, it's, if you look at the comments, it's loads and loads of comments from celebrities. And then if you look down on the bottom, I always say the peasant area, the commentary from the real people. And you really hear people are like, wait a second, who is that? Like, and all of those conversations, whether they're negative or positive, when it comes to PR, if people are talking about you, you're doing something right, whether it's good or bad. And you know this. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's just what, it's just what they do yeah. with that chatter and how they are able to use all that. Um, I would say visibility mm-hmm. to, for something good, because a lot of celebrities are very self-serving. It's all about preserving their career, preserving their, whatever they have to, to cash a check for that week. And you know, their social media and their image and their uh, brand. But, um, it's the smart celebrities figure out how to, okay, capture an audience get their eyeballs, get their ears, and then say, okay, look, guys, heart swerve, pivot to the left. This is what I'm really... It's like the, it's like the um, Breonna Taylor memes that are going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, I went to In-N-Out Burger today. And by the way, I ordered for people to arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. It's like that. It's that kind of heart swerve, right? It's like mm-hmm. unexpected, but it's, but it's intentional and it's effective. And I think some celebrities and it's TikTok, you know, and it's, we have TikTok, we have Instagram, people are cataloging things and, and the Kardashians know how to play the game. Well, like they, they are, they're avidly, they're running to the bank with checks. People can say they're stupid and they're dumb and she had a sex tape and they all have fake boobs, whatever it is. The fact is that they're running to the bank and, and cashing them checks, you know? And I, I think Mm -hmm. with the Kardashians, like, what do you think, like, in the beginning of quarantine, there was a bit of like canceling celebrities and celebrities were saying dumb shit like Madonna, you know, with her bathtub moment. And there yeah. was a lot of celebrities doing some really wackadoo things, uh, especially around quarantine. And, you know, the Kardashians were so silent, like they weren't saying anything. Do you think that was strategic? Like, were they strategically staying out of that messy conversation? Um, the messy conversation as far as what BLM and, or, well, there was a bit of like, even with BLM, but even with quarantine, like they weren't talking, they weren't really posting. They weren't really like activated as much as a lot of celebrities were. And people were canceling celebrities. They're like, we don't want to hear from you. Like during this pandemic, like, well, yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing when it comes to COVID that's, that's a health, that's a health scare. Right. And really it's like, you can't, you can't flame someone for not talking about if I was rich and famous and I didn't post anything about COVID, it's probably because I'm trying to survive COVID myself. Sure. Like, what is me? I mean, beyond beyond the deluge of of outlets that are, you know, me and my husband watch C, um, uh, CBSN daily, and it was just depressing. But mm-hmm. you had to watch it in order to be educated. And, and every day was a new development on how to battle this, how to protect yourself. Also, about the deaths that are happening, unemployment. It was just like... Like I said, a deluge of bullshit over and over and over again. So for the Kardashians not to say anything about it, I get it. A lot of people didn't say anything about it. I mean, and it, it's neither here nor there because them speaking out about it is not going to change the fact mm-hmm. of that this is happening. Them speaking out about it is not going to save someone's. It's not. They're, they're not giving money. I mean, I don't know if they are giving money. They probably have donated, but 
it's not they're they're not going to impact or affect that much change when it comes to a global pandemic because we're all in the same boat. We're all it's like um what's what is it? Um it's like Titanic and when this when, when the ship was sinking, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to get out everyone's everyone's uh, and everyone that was that couldn't get off on a lifeboat was going to die. Absolutely. And I, and I feel like COVID-19 is the sinking ship and we're all there trying to survive. We're all there mm-hmm. trying to figure out. We're all there trying to get on the lifeboat. But Absolutely. and but so and, and any one of us and any one of us could go because COVID doesn't have a face. COVID doesn't care about your race, sexual orientation, how much money you have, if you have kids, does not care. So for them to post something is like, bye. But your question was, was it intentional? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. And Madonna, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at Madonna for being outspoken because you know, at least she stands for something. Mm-hmm. And Madonna and Madonna's only gotten kookier in her 60s. Madonna was killing so for 40 years. For 40 years, Madonna was killing the game. Like, right. Madonna was saying shit, and, and musically mm-hmm. and publicly, mm-hmm. that was like, yeah, okay, yeah, Madonna, I'm, I'm, picking, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Absolutely. And what, what do you think about, like, you know, Madonna has, you know, and Madonna and the Kardashians have been kind of been like, you know, especially with BLM, like, people are... I knew about all this stuff before, but people are becoming even more aware and it's great and posting about it. But, you know, Madonna has appropriated like black culture and other cultures as well. And so have the Kardashians. Do you, where do you think the line with like kind of imitation and appropriation happens? Like, where do you think that line is? I think there's blatant. That's a really good question. I think there, I think there's a blatant appropriation Mm -hmm. and and then like look appropriation also comes what's, what's at the core of appropriation is appropriate, right? Apropos what's, what's Mm -hmm. the, what, what is, what is suitable. And I think that, you know, I don't, I don't look at Madonna and think, Oh, she has benefited from black culture because Madonna's also paid homage to black culture. Madonna's also has, has highlighted black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kardashians kids are black. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the card, and I feel like the Kardashian, it would be awkward. It would be awkward and also really cool for Kim to come on and be like, listen, Black people are the tastemakers. Everything that's cool and everything that's 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 swaggy and everything that's creative has been on the backs of black people. If she would say that, Kim would get kudos for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they have a grossly appropriated black culture. It's okay. not like it's not like Kim has come out and and try to rock hoop earrings and say her name is Kiki and she's like and she's from the hood and she's saying like the N word. Kim would never do that. No, no, Madonna, no. It's not Luann think, De La Seps, you know. Like right, that's right. Does the black Ex- exactly. Luann De La Seps, and, and also Luann De La Seps should have a seat because how many times has she been pulled over by the cops for... Okay, anyways. Absolutely. No, well said. It's true. It's well said. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, whatever, Luann, Luan, the housewives drive me up the wall. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
But um, no, like Lou, I mean, it, listen, if a, if a, if let's say Garcelle had done what Luann did in the back of that car, it could have ended oh, differently. Let's be honest. Oh, hundred percent. Garcelle would have been splat. Mm-hmm. TMZ, look, T- you Garcelle Bouvet, who's one of the most classiest. Um, no, like she knows who she is. She knows what her worth is. Garcelle is an institution in this, in this business and has no reason. I mean, I'm surprised we've gotten so much about her backstory with her and Mike Nylon on the Royal Housewives because she's like unearthing and divulging everything that's happened to her. But there's a, there's an era of class with Garcelle that you can't help. Her name is Garcelle. I mean, I know, you it's, know? It's fabulous. Like, she's not going to be pulling a Ramona singer. Like, you know, no, she's, no. she's classy to the bone for sure. Right. So, and so like black appropriation, I feel like these stars, the, it's neither here nor there with me. It's when it's blatant. It's when it's like these white boys, like Justin Triple it's when these white boys that fail to see who's influenced them and fail and and then throw people under the bus. Hello, Super Bowl 38 and throws people under the bus, you know, and doesn't, and doesn't come to the aid of the culture that put you on because guaranteed I went to many an NSYNC concert guaranteed November, 2002. I purchased justified guaranteed September of 26, 2006. I purchased future sex love sounds like Justin, you know what I mean? Like you there, there's a lot of, there's a lot more white men in music that have appropriated black culture irresponsibly and still haven't given them, given us our shine. Absolutely. And I mean, look at the band Lady Antebellum. I mean, it's like, you know, like changing their name now and feeling like, and it's like, don't pretend you didn't get hundreds of emails and DMs that that was an inappropriate name. I mean, Uh, the Dixie Chicks too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's apologists, like these apologists Uh, that are coming out. And it's like, oh, we're going to change our name, but it's Lady A. And it's kind of like, uh, that's the big racist elephant in the room. We all know what the A stands for. (laughs) Right. Right. Like, if you're going to change your name, your name should be like Lady, Lady Hillary. What's her her name is Hillary. Mm -hmm. Lady Hillary and the boys. Or, you know what I mean? Like, Hillary and the boys. I love it. (laughs) Seriously, because like, here's the thing. Everything that's happened in the last 60 days. Well, no, um, no. George Floyd, the George Floyd erupted in May, at Mm -hmm. the end of May. Yes. Um, Everything that's happened in the last almost 60 days and on all and everything we've seen has been great, has been awesome. But it's also like it's also it's it's I, I had a tweet about this a couple days ago about you know people are giving these obligatory apologies and they're now the trend is to celebrate them from for these apologies, like Shane, Shane Dawson or oh or anyone else that's like, you know, I just want to do better. I didn't know bullshit. So now now you're now not only are you being celebrated for for being vitriolic to to people to people of color mm-hmm. but by you being but okay first of all you the infraction was what you said towards a marginalized group of people now that you're being celebrated it's now again at the expense of people of color you're Absolutely. getting more views you're getting, you're getting all a job out of it because people are like wow look how woke he is like mm-hmm. oh my god whereas if for example, with the whole Shane Dawson thing where he pretended to jack off on Willow Smith or all the disgusting things he'd done. Do you think if Jaden Smith did that with, let's say, JoJo Siwa's photo, he would ever get another chance in Hollywood? Like, No. Oh, he would be him. labeled as a... As a he, he would be over, over, mm-hmm. labeled as mm-hmm. a predator. Mm-hmm. Um, Will, Will and Jada, Will and Jada, their careers would be in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. It would be like... it would, it would it, There's so many... Lo- there would be so many levels to that. It would be mm-hmm. from... Will and Jada, bad parents. Will and Jada, mm-hmm. the example of what black bad parenting looks like. Jaden Smith, a predator, pedophile. I mean, they would people would run with it. And then and that, and that's just in the headlines. Think about the chatter on social media. Absolutely. And, and the way that people are going to take them down. And, and the fact that we're even having the conversation to give Matt Lauer a second chance. Why? 
If that was right. a black man or a Persian man or a woman, do you think that they would get a second chance? Like, why are we giving him a second right. Someone said, I heard this on MSNBC, well, he's learned from his mistakes and it's time for him to get a second chance. Why? Like, Okay, well, here's the thing. Those women that came forward, mm-hmm. those women, like much like Roger Ailes and mm-hmm. Bombshell, those women who had their lives forever altered, they didn't get a second chance. No, they don't. No. They don't. They they lost their careers. They lost mm-hmm. homes. They lost. Mm-hmm. They lost a piece of themselves as a freaking human being. Mm-hmm. They lost. They lost sleepless nights. I mean, they mm-hmm. had sleepless nights. Suffered relationships. Um, so many things. The I mean, the the domino effect of those of that type of behavior is is never ending. Also, mm-hmm. having 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 to be publicly seen even though yeah time heals all things but you will always be known as that person who was a part of this that person it's like if you're accused of 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 sexual assault and you're and you are completely innocent had you weren't even like you were acquitted had nothing to do with it it was found that you were a hundred percent innocent you were wrongly accused people will still find a way to make you a victim i mean make you a villain Absolutely. They don't always taint you from a pr standpoint like people are always going to be like well yeah he wasn't like you know, convicted, but maybe there's a chance. Like, like even, you know, Kobe Bryant, when he passed away, there was a lot of people that were still like, maybe he did that, you know, maybe he was a rapist. And it's, it's tough because it's like, even when you're acquitted of something, it, it, it taints your reputation. And it's, it's quite unfortunate, but it's how things kind of work out. And, you know, in like, in this, like, I worked in entertainment as a publicist for years, and I used to work with talent. And we always said, like, one mistake kind of, really can unravel your career. And, you know, we've seen it. And I'm just curious, like, I've heard a lot of chatter about Britney Spears and, like, all of, you know, her TikToks. And she's posting a lot of, like, unhinged videos. And a lot of people have been talking about conservatorship and how she really has no rights. What are your thoughts about Britney Spears? Like, I know we all love her, but it seems like she's going down a really dark path, but no one's really talking about it. And they're not. And the thing about Britney is that, you know, we have to protect our national treasures, okay? <laughs> and and Britney Spears, I mean, if you think about the career the career of Britney Spears, Britney Spears has been famous for close to 25 years now. Mm-hmm. And um and it's sad because we all grew up on Britney. Britney, I mean, Britney, Britney was a part of a heyday in music and in pop culture and 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 in our our come up and set is magical. Mm-hmm. And so she Britney is 38. Britney will be 39 years old this year. And she's a mother. And it's sad that because money is the is money is the the green-eyed monster in this whole thing that she hasn't gotten the help she needs. Also, she's a grown woman, but from what from what reports are saying, and allegedly she is she is not all there as far as she as far as her day to day. And she does suffer from some kind of mental, um, mental health incapacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and she needs people that truly honestly care about her. And I can understand, I mean, and it's also compounded with the fact that she's a, a freaking mega star, a mega star. Mm-hmm. So she has had to grow up in this business that has judged her, be forced around by a business that works like a machine Right. And then not have the back, the backing and support allegedly, according to claims that mm-hmm. that her family is really there for her. I mean, her mom was trying to take the dad to court over right. the conservatorship, and, the, and and the judge was like, "No, no, no we're going to enter someone whose actual job is handling conservatorships because Lynn Spears, you're a little off your rocker." Yeah. Um, yep. And and it's unfortunate because, like, you know, we saw like with Christina, like Christina Aguilar being on the same ship and deciding to kind of just get off and kind of build her own normal, as normal a life as possible. And it's sad to see Brittany kind of go the other way. Well, yeah. And that, and, and also Christina Aguilera probably, 
probably had people in her corner because Christina Aguilera has also had her bouts of, oh, of filled relationships. I'm sure there's things that's, that's happened to Christina that she hasn't talked about. I mean, mm-hmm. we, the 2010, um, Billboard Music Awards, Christina Aguilera, you know, had put on, had put on weight. People were calling her Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she's gone, she's gone through a lot herself. Absolutely. Um, but you know, with Britney, it's just like you, you, and you know, you feel for her because she also has kids. And then two, Kevin Federline, and she has mm-hmm. Sam Asgari, who's her her current boyfriend. Right. But Kevin Federline, it's like, what? Where you are the father of the children? I don't know. I feel like if I was, if I had children with someone, and I saw them going down a path that I knew was not in even remotely in their best interest, I would try to intervene. And maybe he has. I mean, there's probably a whole. There's probably years. Right. years of conversations, things that have happened right. back and forth that the public doesn't know about, rightfully so, because it's none of our business. And because, you know, of course, the team is going to protect their protect their investment. Yes, but they I are. Think that- He's not as much of a villain as they painted him to be. I really don't think so. Because I know her son did a live a couple months ago where he talked about, you know, kind of like what it was like to be Britney Spears' son. And, you know, he got in like a lot of trouble for that because he was kind of like, you know, we're always stuck at home and like my dad comes and like he kind of gave us like that weird kind of light into their because we never see it. We just kind of see right. Brittany kind of seemingly unhinged and that's all we get to see. Um, but I hope that, you know, I don't know. I really hope that she's going to write a book or something to just let us in. Yeah. Well, speaking of books, biggest news today, Mariah Carey said her memoir is delivered on Twitter. And it was so dope because I'm the biggest Mariah Carey fan. And much like Britney, Mariah came out on the cover of People Magazine, Bipolar, um, had that breakdown in 2001 on TRL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it goes back to having people in your corner that support you, that that say, hey, Amir, take a break. You need two weeks off. You're going. You're going to burn yourself out. Like, right. what you're doing is nowhere, is not as important as protecting yourself, protecting your health, and protecting your mental health. But, but it's not to them, Jason. That's a sad thing. Like, I, I, I can't tell you. I've signed an NDA up and down, left, right, and center. But the, I've worked with clients that... I've had publicists deliver bags of drugs to them and they are basically yeah. almost dying. And they're like, you need to go. And I'm not talking like someone that's singing in a bar. I'm talking about Madison Square Garden. Like they are doing a world tour. And literally we've, ha- we've had to fire people that spoke up and said, I don't feel comfortable giving this person, let's say a massage or, or giving them some kind of facial treatment because they're on so many drugs. And we've had to fire those people for the fear that they're going to speak up. I mean, it's, it's so sad because the people at the top don't care. They don't care yeah. if Queen Spears dies. They just want to get as much money out of her, you know, and the way that like Michael Jackson and all of these celebrities that have died, you know, Whitney Houston, no one cared because all they, they got the money out of them. And that's the really, truly sad thing. And that's like kind of the bummer of the music industry. It's run by a lot of cisgendered, straight white men at the top who are fine, you know, riding the backs of black entertainers, of Middle Eastern entertainers, of gay entertainers. They don't care. They could care right. less. And that's they, they, really scary. That, that's the fact, and that and, and that, those are facts that also permeate mm-hmm. and translate to any facet of any industry where money is the where the bottom line is just that the bottom line. And what I, and what I mean by just that, meaning like the bottom line is we yeah. don't care as long as it makes dollars mm-hmm. and as long, as long as it makes sense. And sometimes Bitcoin. Um, exactly. Well, no, but the thing is, like a lot of people don't know, like Columbia Records, like one of the largest you know purveyors of, of music all over the world was part of the minstrel shows they are the first ones to popularize blackface in music and all of that so yeah, well, sony, you know yeah sony music is uh, sony who owns columbia and mm-hmm. rca and i mean they're probably i think they're if they are the biggest if not one of the one of the biggest um because there's 
they they've had I mean, they've had so many problematic artists on their mm-hmm. roster. Mm-hmm. And and you know, think back to Kesha, Dr. Luke, um oh, just so many things that mm-hmm. have happened that with people I think I think I mean we can all I I think I think Sony I think yeah, it is Sony. Um and but it's because like they want they want that money. They want that money. And it's and, and mm-hmm. I don't think that'll ever change, no matter what, because you bring up Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. how tragic that a voice the voice of many generations mm-hmm. has there will never be another there will no. never be another whitney no they won't um, there won't how... that's it like and the but the fact is like the sad thing is like people have profited off of her death a lot more than if she was alive and that's like right. that makes me want to cry and like when people cry when michael jackson dies or or their idols die it's because deep down we all know that these companies these you know trusts are going to benefit off their death more then if they're alive and that's like kind of sad as like, you know, ourselves being in the entertainment industry, like imagine if like you're better off dead than alive. I mean, that's like, and for your family, like for your family to like have people say, I love Michael Jackson. And then other people to be like, he's disgusting and a pedophile. And then turn like all of that trolling, like how do you process that? And I, you know, that kind of leads me to my next question, like us, you know, working in this industry and, you know, you've been, on so many different platforms, you know, you've done so many different shows and obviously being a part of RuPaul's Drag Race as well. There's, you know, having your own show unleashed, you're like talking to so many different intersections and how do people, how do you, and how do you think the people you've interviewed deal with that level of trolling and, you know, pulling people back down? That's just really rough. It's a disconnection. I mean, I talked to Samantha Shocker today. She's the host of Daily Blast Live. It's a nationally syndicated um, talk show out of Denver. It airs in, Mm -hmm. it's on 42 markets. Wow. And, um, you know, she's a mom, she's a wife, and she disconnects. She has to. And then even bigger celebrities, they, people find coping mechanisms. You know, it's interesting when you see celebrities who don't post a lot on social media or don't care like jennifer aniston could care less about social social media right doesn't do it at all (laughs) right she's like you know what it's whatever let me just do it and like you know people so i think people have which is a good thing i think they've come to the realization that social media is not is not important i think for when you're coming up in the industry when you're trying to prove yourself you have to you have to fire on all cylinders and Mm -hmm. social media is 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 sometimes the full throttle that'll get you to the to the end that'll that'll get you over that hump when it comes Mm -hmm. to booking a job or 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 having visibility i know for myself like i just barely reached fifty thousand followers Mm -hmm. yesterday which i'm so happy about because i've worked so hard (laughs) <laughs> Thank you to build to build a following, but at the end of the day, I also like cringe at that because it's like this shouldn't matter as much. Like my worth should not be based on how many followers I have, but no but one is looking. But for it me. does though. But see, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like weird. Like even on TikTok, like I have a pretty like strong following, and every time I would like, I remember when I first started, I was like, I'll never get to this number, and then you get there, and then you're like, well, now I have to get there, and like it's always unattainable, and that's why a lot of people have you know depression, and you're comparing yourself, and you know you look at your Instagram and you're like, well, you know, I have 50K, but I don't have a hundred. Like, and then all of a sudden you're like, you start putting that in your head and it, it it's like the new business card, right? You know how some people have like metal business cards and some people just give you like a piece of paper. Like, so it's, it's just really hard not to compare. It's just really hard. Oh yeah. I mean, comparison's the thief of joy. Yes, and, and I mean, I, at 40 years old, I'm learning 
I'm learning that now. Like, I don't, I don't do you. There, there, there are people in this industry that I do not care for that mm-hmm. I've competed with in the past. And I'm learning like in that, that are, that are way more successful than me because of privilege, oh, not yeah. because of talent, oh, but, yeah. um, and, and that's not shade. It's the truth. No, it's just the um, truth. We're not being like, you can tell by our voices. We're not shady. We're not being jaded. It's just a fact. Like I started yeah. out with people that have now, a hundred thousand followers and have booked multiple jobs. And that's because they're white and privileged. Like I'm, you know, I, I'm just not like, and again, I'm white passing. I get that. But at the end of the day, I'm still Amir Hassan Yasai. So yeah. that's always going to be there. And yeah, no, it's just, it's a fact. It's not us being shady. It's just a fact. And, but you know, and so you look at, and you look at that and think, okay, what, where am I going to place my happiness? Where mm-hmm. am I going to, where, where am I going to allow myself to live live at peace because I'm not going to spend another decade chasing, grinding, and comparing for an industry that would so very quickly dispose of me or replace me or see me or invalidate me or not see my worth value or even just see me as a person standing in front of whomever. I'm not doing that. I, I, and no human being should do that either non PLC or non PLC. You like your worth your God didn't create you to be God didn't God didn't make a mistake. God didn't create you to be to be someone's doormat, punching bag, or 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 seen as less than. Like no, so you don't need I, that, especially in nowadays when you can create your own show on TikTok. You can literally go on Instagram like we do, and you know do lives with people and DM people and not be a. You don't have to ask for permission. Like you don't have to wait for white producers to open the door. You can push the door a little bit. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's a lot easier than it was five years ago. Like you can make some strides on your own. Again, it's not going to be like, again, it's not going to be easy, but it's definitely doable. And I think especially with so many delicious celebrity news and stuff that's going on, get on there and make fun of it. If that's all you can really provide, because I believe me, like your voice is different. End of part one of the juicy celebrity tea that was spilled by Jason, Carter, and I. Literally, there is so much more. So wait till next week for part two. We're going to spill even more tea. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Take On. The Take On is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Kyle Moore, and is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and The Take On at bpn.fm backslash The Take On. And of course, on my Instagram at Amir Yas official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate The Take On wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.